the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Through the wind and the rain and the hail and the storms and the puddles that formed in center field and the moat that was the warning track and the two and a half hour rain delay and Willie Adamas meeting Derek Jeter. After all of that, the Brewers come on out and show out once again. They have won the series against the Yankees, a 9-2 final, 8-2 yesterday. They're outscoring them 17-4. They're out hitting them like crazy. The bullpen has been dynamite. I'm Dom Catronio. I got Craig Kishon with me here tonight. and Craig, I'm a little bit out of gas, man. I've been on the air as long as the game is actually played. And uh, I tell you what, I, I think the Brewers... I might be on to something here. I know that Pittsburgh series left a sour taste in a lot of folks' mouths, but you look at this against the Yankees, they're doing what they were doing before the Pittsburgh series. Bat to ball, base hits, scoring in bunches, and now they've scored at least eight runs in back-to-back games. I I am just so impressed with them being able to shake it off and get things going in the big city. Well, I mean, this is a different brand of baseball than what we saw in the first half of the season and even right after the All-Star break, to be honest with you. So what, whatever happened, whatever decisions were made, whatever philosophy was changed from basically August 1st on, um, it's been playoff-type baseball. I mean, I watched the broadcast today. I've seen what this team has done uh, on this road trip. And yes, that Pittsburgh series, you know, leaves a little bit of a bitter taste in your mouth because they probably should have taken two out of three against them. But guess what? They didn't get blown on any games. Uh, they're right in it. And, and that's that's how you play playoff baseball. You don't expect to win anything big. You just got to be in it. You need key hits. You need great pitching. And they've been able to get that here in this, uh, especially in this series against the Yankees. Everything's timed out really well. And... I'll go back to my point. Offensively, whatever philosophy has changed has been, guess what? We're not a home run hitting team, so knock it off and just go out there and pass the baton. And that's what they've been doing very, very well. The Brewers got 11 hits today, and I think this is the the number is exactly what you're talking about. They got 11 hits today. Nine of them were singles. They also drew six walks they continued to get traffic. They didn't hit the ball hard today. That happens, but good things happen when he put the ball in play despite all the uh, the waiting around. And you got to the Yankees' bullpen too, right? They decided to roll the dice. They threw Loisga out there for a second straight day when the Brewers got to him yesterday. Didn't work out. The Brewers get three runs on Loisga. Then with the game out of hand, they go to some of their uh, you know B and C bullpen. Crook and Marinaccio struggled as well, so the Brewers just kept pouring it on. They never took a breather. Vinny Rotino mentioned this on the telecast at the end of the game, but I wanted to reiterate it. The Brewers, since that sweep in L.A., when they lost all three games, they scored a total of three runs across those three games. Since that sweep, the Brewers have the fourth most runs in the National League, only trailing the Phillies, the Cubs, and the Braves. They have the third best on base percentage, 355, and yet they have the fourth fewest homers in the National League, just 18 homers in their last 19 games, going back to the point that we're saying. This team realized, okay, 
You know, last year it was homer or bust. This year they can live without the home run. And when it arrives, like it did for Tyrone Taylor, it can be a difference-making moment. And the way I look at it is this lineup looks lengthened. And it's performing like it's lengthened with Sal in the leadoff spot today. We'll get to Yelich, but Sal in the leadoff spot today for an injured Christian Yelich. Monasterio in the nine hole. There's a lot of contact in the middle of that, and that's why you're seeing the results that we've seen. Yeah, no, you're you're right. And that's what it has taken for this club to, to get it going. And you know what? Um, baseball can be a very individual sport, but it, it can also be a great team sport. And we're watching and witnessing the the great team portion of this offensively. I, I think, Dom, we've seen it from the pitching side all season long, from the starters to the bullpen. Great example of that today. Uh, I know we're going to talk more about what Miley and the bullpen did um, in a few minutes, but um, you, you just – you just have to be willing to kind of sacrifice in a bat or two along the way in a game, if not three out of four year at bats. And, you know, Tyrone Taylor at the time, you know, he, he's leading off that inning. And uh, if you can see one you can turn on, turn on it. And, and he was able to do that in a key moment to give it a, the team a 3-2 lead. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like what they have reestablished if you want to call it that or whatever you want to call it uh offensively right now because it's it's I think it's something that we all thought that that's who this team was and maybe that's the same team uh that we've seen over the last several years I mean Dom I I look at it this way I know they made the playoffs four straight years and and they just missed out by a game a year ago uh but they they dropped out of the playoffs because the, the offense couldn't produce in a short window of games. And, and I think right now they're, they're better built in getting to a point. I don't think they're there yet. I think they can still improve. But they're getting to a point where if you are more consistent and you can last through part of a game and throw the crooked numbers out there that you, that you mentioned here, um, that's going to get you a far more W's and win some series. I mean, today, for example, was the 12th road win series of the season. They're 12-12-0 on the road. I mean, we always talk about how important it is to be, what, 500 on the road, maybe a game or two better. That's pretty impressive stuff right there. I think they only won eight or nine series on the road a year ago, and look how close they came to making the playoffs but but fell short. So, um, I don't know. A lot of good things are happening right now, that's for sure. I agree. And, and the road's certainly been uh, pretty friendly to the Brewers this season. And, and just to put a little perspective on it right now, I'm pulling up the numbers at the end of last season. From the trade deadline to the end of last season, the Brewers only hit 225 with runners in scoring position. That's 27th in all of baseball. Now as I do this live on the radio, I'm going to go ahead and update it to since this trade deadline to today. And looking at it right now, the Brewers, since this year's trade deadline, are hitting 321, nearly 100 points better in the difference of the two trade deadlines. You, you hit it on the head there. They couldn't get it done at the end of last year because of their lack of varied ways, and it's a different 
feeling. That's 100 points. That's not by accident. That is a direct approach by the Brewers' front office of what they wanted to acquire this year. Not about the hater stuff, but I'm just saying the fact that they decided, like you said, you know what? The homers aren't going to be our thing this year. Let's get contact-oriented, good at-bat guys in Santana and Canna. Freelick being up has been huge. Embracing Yelich drawing walks has been huge. And then letting the big thumpers in the middle of the order get the job done. Man, this has been a fun offense to watch. Yeah, it, it has. And it, it, I think, you know, another decision that has been made that, that we're not used to seeing either here, Dom, is just strictly going with the guys who are producing. I mean, they haven't given the guys, you know, like like Brian Anderson and Rowdy Tellez, I know got a start today, but I'm telling you right now, if he's not, if he's not swinging uh, in his first two at bats, he's kind of done for the game by the time, by the time these games evolve. Um, I mean, there, there's, there's more in that list as well, but you know what I mean? They're, they're going with whoever that might be. And, and Andrew Monasterio continues to play because he continues to hit today. He didn't have any hits, but he drew a couple of walks and, and still is able to get on base it's just those types of things. And I, and I think when they basically said, hey, I'm talking to the guys who aren't producing here right now. They are still a member of this team. Um, you know, Joey Weimer's another one. We saw him as a late defensive replacement. Think all the starts this guy made up until the course of the last month or so because he's not hitting. Um, so I, I think that that has been a really good call. It's been kind of a bold move. Because you have to have guys in your team that accept not playing, but they're also accepting the fact that their number is going to be called at some point, and they they have um, chosen to be ready for that and chosen to stay in that role to be on that big league team and be part of a playoff run. So um, I, I think that's pretty critical too. Very critical. We're going to take a quick breather. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise. And local decision-making capability is going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Get to these texts. Get to some calls. 855-616-1620. Just getting going. We're with you for another 40 minutes or so right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Player of the Game Bowl is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations make a difference. Visit saatmilwaukee.org to help today. Uh, The Brewers, looking at the uh, thread right now on my Twitter, right now the Brewers' bullpen has the lead with 44% of the vote. Tyrone Taylor is second with the go-ahead home run that he hit in the seventh inning with 41% of the vote. You can vote on that on my Twitter for another 23 minutes or so. I'm Dom Catronio with Craig Kishon. A couple of uh, texts here. Now let's just leave the brooms out for a sweep, sweep, sweep. Sheila here in Milwaukee. And after the loss on Wednesday, they were only up a a game and a half. Now it's up to four. Thanks for the text there from Jeff Ed. Uh, So... Craig, this game, you deal with a rain delay, you deal with all this stuff. Wade Motley got warm twice. And quite frankly, 
I think Wade Miley pitched way better than the line indicates, especially given his defense had a rare bad day today behind him. Uh, Wade Miley worked into the fourth inning. His pitch count got too high too quickly. 84 pitches, 45 strikes. Three walks kind of jumps out at you, but only one earned run against a, a lineup that has some serious power at the top half of it. What did you make of Wade Miley's start today? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I was um, somewhat surprised that after he got warmed up and basically is ready for a 1 o'clock start, uh, then a two-and-a-half-hour rain delay, that, that he came back out like nothing happened. But that's also who he is. That's the competitor he is. That's the old-school uh, mentality that he has. And so it, it was somewhat surprising, but not. Um, this guy still has a fresh arm, and he's still one of the leaders of that, that starting rotation. He might not be your ace, but – He's a guy that's going to go out there and somebody you can count on. So that was great to see. Um, and and honestly, even lasting just three and two thirds inning, like you said, the the pitch count was a little bit high. And and I think when you get second time into the third time through the order, when he's on the mound in any game, you just have to play really good defense. I mean, the ball is going to be put in play for the most part. And and that failed him a little bit that inning. And like you said, Dom, how do you how do you keep the Yankees at bay for two straight games the way the Brewer pitchers have? Um, but he started it all today, and I, I think it was just really, really impressive. I'm not looking at any box scores. I'm just thinking to myself, not many pitchers across either league would go out there after sitting for two and a half hours after they were hot and ready to start and, and go back out there and, and give the team what, what he did today. And also, mind you, Wade's been on the IL twice this season. Uh, he's 36 years young, and it's been a bit of a grind with his arm this season. And he's been very open about the fact that all the injuries he faced last year, the Cubs, retirement was on his mind. It's on his mind again right now. He is grinding. The, the tank is uh, trying to keep things going here down the stretch. And to, I, I saw what you saw. Or the pitches were effective, and I tip my cap to the Yankees. They weren't really chasing against him, but everything was down. He wasn't hanging anything, and it was all pitchers' pitches, and they stayed off of it. So it was kudos to them. But now the Brewers' bullpen, I mean, shoot, nine of the third innings of this series, they've allowed three hits. They have not allowed a run, and they got a lot of work in for guys that they needed to get work in, and Devin Williams hasn't pitched in a week. He would have pitched the ninth if the Brewers kept it in a safe situation, but they're giving him another breather. I, I thought this was, you know, as confusing as Wednesday's game was managing for Craig Council. Today was right back into, yeah, it's Craig Timber, and he had one of his best games of the year managing this bullpen. Yeah, I agree. It's it's such a strength for him, and, and I'm telling you, he thrives as the calendar pushes through the month of August and especially now here into September. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking at them today on the on the shots that they had, you know, on on the broadcast, and there were a few times today he didn't have his he didn't have his ball cap on, and I'm thinking to myself, you usually don't see that during the regular season, but it just made me think, following this team as long as I have, and from from covering him as a player to where he is now and what he's done, you know, in the past as as a manager. Uh, during playoff runs, you, you know that uh, the wheels are spinning in 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 a way that really you don't want to mess around with this guy because 
I'm not, I'm not saying he's God. Don't get me wrong. But he, he does very little wrong for his decision-making throughout the game and especially late in the game. And, and I think, to be honest with you, you, go back to all this offense that we talked about a few minutes ago, um, his job is becoming a little bit easier during these, uh, these crooked numbers late in games that the offense is putting up, thankfully. Um, he deserves something of a break, but, um, but he's ready for it, man. He's ready for it. You can just, I don't know, I'm just, no, I'm just noticing and today kind of stuck out in, in that route. I want to get to the phone lines, 855-616-1620. Javier in Milwaukee, you want to join in on the Craig Council, love. You're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, Dom. Hey, Craig. Good to hear from you guys. Uh, that's You guys are just on it. That's exactly what I was calling in for, was just to, to give uh, Craig Council some love and some appreciation. The Craig Council era uh, of the Brewers is the greatest era of this team's history. Um, and I think it's important to lift that up and acknowledge it when things are going well. Um, and, and they are. Uh, what, I, you guys might have better stats than me right now. What are the number of rookies uh, that have been that he's brought into the fold and have had really huge contributions this year? Um, even just recently, in the last couple months, the number of new guys, speaking of that bullpen, who've come in and really, really found a role and found a way to contribute – all of that is a testament to how he manages the clubhouse. I know, you know, Hall of Fame conversations won't ever really amount to anything until we see the postseason success. But I'd love to hear your guys' take on what are his chances for a manager of the year this year. All right, thanks, y'all. Appreciate it, Javier. I'll start with the manager of the year stuff. And, Craig, you and I have had this conversation before, and this is how we'll wrap this segment, that, for one, if you aren't watching Craig Council manage games – you know, from the national media perspective, like you don't understand how much he's getting out of this team. And just to Javier's point, I'm looking at baseball reference right now. You got one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, uh, six different, seven different rookies have had at least one plate appearance this year. The bullpen has been a whole bunch of newcomers, a bunch of new guys, a bunch of injuries. And I'm mentally ready, Craig, for if the Cubs make the postseason and the Reds do not. I am mentally ready for somebody to try to sell me that David Ross should be the manager of the year. And I want to go on record right now saying you're not paying attention. David Ross, they are winning in spite of David Ross's decisions. The Brewers are winning because of Craig Council's decisions. And I can't make it any other way than that. Well, yeah, I mean, really good takes, you know, on both parts for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I just feel like, you know, the, the longevity is there for, for counts. We, we all understand that, but um, he, he is at such a peak here right now. I, I would just, you know, I, I know a lot of Brewer fans feel this way, and, and I've been around here a long time. I, I really would just love to see what this guy can do in another league championship series and potentially get into a World Series scenario. I, I, I mean, I, I think quite honestly, if you – if you love and adore baseball the way we all do and appreciate um, impacts of, of certain players and impacts of certain managers, we've all been kind of robbed of that. Uh, we've only seen him in one league championship series yet, uh, or is it two? I can't remember, but it, it, it isn't many. And, and he deserves to have a shot at, at doing, you know, making a deep run and making all the decisions that we're talking about and, and churning out, you know, a championship and, and who knows if that'll happen with this team, but uh, certainly, you know, we're, we're kind of feeling it now. Like I, I said, a few minutes ago, that's for sure.
And who knows what the future holds for Craig Council as this is the final year of his contract. Uh, Mike, I'll get to you here coming up after the break. We're up against it here real quick. Stay with us. Craig Ashan's with us for one more quick segment on our difference-making moment. Up next on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. With Craig Kishon, I'm Dom Catronio. Brewers win 9-2. I know the Badgers are underway. We're going to be out of here at 745 tonight, so not a super long postgame show on this weekend. But I want to get to the phone lines. Mike and Muskego have been waiting patiently through the break. You are live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hi. How are all you guys doing? <laughs> We're great, man. Yeah, I am too. I uh, my TV blew up about three days ago, so I've been walking down to this bar that's two blocks away, so I can see the Brewers play. But I couldn't agree more with what you guys are talking about. Uh, I love that uh, the move bringing Santana in. That was brilliant. I was sorry to see him go when he when he left Milwaukee and uh, uh, Cannon. Same thing, Canna Canna. I think I'm getting his name wrong, but that mm-hmm. those guys are uh, such great leaders and uh, just the way the the Brewers are playing ball now. They're like totally together. It's just, uh, it's it's so much fun. I had everybody in the bar was yelling, and then I came back home here, and I'm listening to you on WTMJ. But uh, yeah, I'm a Brewer fan since uh, 1970, man. I'm I'm loving it. This has been great. Much appreciated, Mike. Thanks for listening here on the radio. So, Craig, I, I bring you in here, man. As I look at this game, and it was another 2-2 game, another tight contest, a couple of different ways we can go with our difference-making moment. What do you think, you know, obviously the Tyrone Taylor certainly jumps out, but what do you see for today's difference-making moment? Well, I'm going to go way back before all that and and reiterate my point of how important Wade Miley was to this team today, even though um, he didn't get a decision, he didn't go deep per se, but just the fact that he was uh, he was a starter uh, today that that warmed up and and waited two and a half hours basically to pitch and still gave his team nearly four innings of work. This could easily have been a bullpen game. Um, out of nowhere, which we all know the stretch the Brewers are in here right now with the lack of days off for quite a while, um, that really did just to give three and two-thirds inning to me, um, he helped set the stage in a lot of different ways. I think he did it psychologically. He obviously did it physically, and uh, the bullpen picked it up after that. So that's going to be my turning point, a little different from my perspective. I love it. I love it. I'm going to go not picking the Tyrone Taylor home run because that's the obvious pick hitting the go-ahead homer uh, in the eighth inning. But the the Brewers, I look at the moment there in the uh, fifth inning when Piguero was back out there, and Piguero needed a good inning, right? Piguero has been you know, a little bit of a slump right now. He's the first guy out of the bullpen. He gets the final out of the fourth inning, ending the jam with the bases loaded. Then he comes out and faces Aaron Judge, gets him to ground out, gets Jason Dominguez a strikeout looking, welcome to the show, kid, everybody throws 99. Uh, Then Glaber Torres walks, and you're thinking, oh, no, here we go. And then he battles against Giancarlo Stanton, an eight-pitch battle. He gets him to strike out on a slider. I thought that was such a huge moment for Elvis Piguero, not just for the game, but for Elvis to say, okay, yeah, my stuff works, we're feeling good, proper day off, and he got back on the saddle today, and that's going to be huge for this bullpen down the stretch. Agree 100%. That that was uh, my B choice here for today is the performance that he had because it was 
it was critical. And and he's not used to coming in the games in in the fourth inning and and uh, and then pitching in the fifth as well. I mean, we all know he's kind of the late inning guy. But you're right, Dom. He needed to pick himself up. He needed a boost. And man, did he come through with some of the most dangerous hitters in all of baseball? No question about that. That would have definitely uh, been a top choice for me as well. The difference-making moment is brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Craig, we'll let you go with this. Tomorrow is the day of all days, man. You get to watch two Cy Youngs. Now, Cole is going to win one this year. He hasn't won one yet. Burns won it, of course, in 2021. Garrett Cole versus Corbin Burns uh, with the Brewers offense clicking as well as it's been clicking right now. Garrett Cole has been on fire. I'm fired up for this one, man. No matter who's behind the plate tomorrow, it's scheduled to be Angel Hernandez, but I am fired up for this game tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh, it's great when you can look at these matchups and, and a big game for Milwaukee as well, trying to get a sweep here. But all these games are so important. And to watch matchups like this, if, if you're already fired up about the playoffs, uh, this is the great thing about September because you, you're getting these pre-warm-ups, if you will. And no, the Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs, but they were playing pretty good baseball before Milwaukee came to town this weekend. And I, you know Garrett Cole is going to try his best to get him back on track, but um I, I love it you got these two guys going head to head i would love to see bernsey actually uh kind of go back to that cy young form somehow i know it's in him i i know there's still some of that left here before the season begins i know he's been a little bit up and down but uh, uh it's going to be a good one tomorrow afternoon this will be a lot of fun craig sean thanks for pinch hitting today in the rain delay we look forward to talking with you next week all right sounds good down Craig Kishon here on WTMJ. This text made me smile before we go to break. This one from Dennis and Stevens Point. Two things. The Yankees have thrown in the towel. They're awful. I don't disagree with you there. Number two, if you look up baseball player in the dictionary, there's a picture of Wade Miley. I just love the guy. Amen to that, Dennis. Appreciate the text there as well. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. This one from Aaron in Illinois. That was worth the wait. Plus, it gave us a chance to enjoy the Cubs game. Six walks from the crew. Gotta love that. Player of the game for him is Sal. Difference-making moment, Tyrone's homer. And a huge bounce back from Piomps. Think we might see Sal lead off more? Well, let's talk about that. That's coming up next, right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back. Pick who's hot. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. For a limited time only, Cider is waiving their $99 trip fees for HVAC service calls. Offers not valid on clean and tunes, weekends, or after hours. It is valid through September 15th. Go to SCIDER.com, Cider, Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Sal Freelich in the leadoff spot today was solid, and he came in there on a moment's notice. Christian Yelich was scratched due to lower back tightness today. Uh, certainly something alarming, but the last time he had to be scratched from a couple of games due to his back, he came back with a vengeance and was on fire for a month and a half. So hopefully this gets him going in the right direction with some proper treatment. But sound leadoff spot. Two for three today with two walks. Reaching base four times. He scored twice. 
Batting average is now up to 254. That's above league average. He's still only got 145 plate appearances in the show, so let's not overreact to him. But he's got a 372 on base percentage. And I love him anywhere but the four hole, quite frankly. You know, anywhere but the three or four hole, I love Sal Freelich. I don't think it makes sense to have him in the cleanup spot. I love having him in the leadoff. I don't mind having him fifth or sixth either. But it just makes more sense for the lineup construction, for the length of the lineup, for him to apply pressure for a walk or contact or a good at-bat as opposed to generally having to face with runners in scoring position. He's still seeing how pitchers are attacking him, and he has actually kind of struggled with runners in scoring position so far since joining the crew, which you wouldn't think that given his approach is so sound. With runners in scoring position and two outs, he's been great, but you get so few opportunities for that. He's only got 10 plate appearances with runners in scoring position and two outs, and yet he's got four hits. But overall, he's just 7 for 30 with runners in scoring position, which is generally what you're going to be facing when you're hitting in the cleanup spot. Furthermore, in the cleanup spot this season, he's hitting just 217 with only a 327 on base percentage. And this is something I talked about in the uh, Brewers Weekly episode on Thursday. You can catch that in your podcast feeds. That when Sal bats anywhere else, his numbers have been much, much better. In fact, the numbers, they read like this. Sal, anywhere but fourth, his OPS is 960. He's hitting over 300. And today was another day that added to that. I would love to see him in the leadoff spot, but you've got Christian Yelich when he's healthy to play there. Now, I don't know how long it'll take for Christian to come back, but in a 17-game-in-a-row stretch, this was just game two. Might as well take a few days off because Sal's proven he can get the job done at the top of the order. So I think that's a very key thing to keep in mind here uh, during this stretch of games. Sal is certainly hot. A good day for him today. The Brewers, another top-to-bottom great offensive output from the crew. Take a breather, come back. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620 right here on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers get the victory. This was a fun one, and it was a long one. Two and a half hour rain delay start today. Rain during the game. A short start from Wade Miley. Craig Council has a perfect way to explain how today went. I mean, obviously that's that's a that's a big number, and that's that's going to lead to wins. Um, but again, I thought you know it was a tight game, and it was a pretty well pitched game. Um, and you know the, the the swing by Tyrone, um, it just changes the the game. You know, it changes the inning for Luizaga just being you know. Instead of a tie game with a chance to give yourself, you're, you're down, and I think it that's that's big. You just just kind of emotionally for the both teams um, to lead off an inning like that. So um, we 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 did a great job from there, just kind of making it work. I mean, it resembled a lot of these innings that we've had. Um, you know, we're nothing crazy, but the but but getting the job done and keeping it, keeping it moving. Part of that story for Tyrone is obviously he didn't think he was starting this game. How long? Yeah. Before, like the scheduled first pitch, was that determination made? That uh, probably about a half an hour, something like that. Yelich just yeah, he was out. just he was preparing for the game and um, you know just didn't feel great, and so we we played it cautious here. Is that something that's been kind of nagging at him for a, a little bit? I mean, it's it's September 9th here, so yeah. 
I mean, not, nothing serious. No, I mean, he's been out there playing. Um, it just got a little worse. Um, it wasn't great in the morning, kind of showing up today, and then it just got as he swung to get ready for the game. Um, you know, we just decided to be cautious. Did you guys have any question that the game was going to be played, and how did that kind of, you know, the delay, the long delay factor into getting weight out there? And yeah, I mean, um, no, I don't think there was ever a question about that. I mean, I just look the way the schedule works. We we need to play these games, and so we were gonna. We knew it was going to be a long day, if it if it had to be, um, and um, so. You know, it ended up. It, it obviously rained incredibly hard for a while, and so you know, it would cost us two and a half hours. Um, but the field was field was in pretty good shape. It was wet for sure, but it was in good shape. There, there was no question that Wade was going to start that game, though, even after no. you hot and yeah, no. Yeah, that was the was unique like part about it. Was the guy, both guys came in. Yeah, hot. I mean, it was up. I mean, it, it's weather, you know. Yeah. I, we saw some video and stuff. It looked like things were even flooding down here. Did you did you guys see a lot of Russian water around, or no? You didn't notice that. At no, all? it was dry in here. <laughs> what did that say about uh, Tyler Cowell turning Taylor who finds out about a half hour before the game he's playing, and then he gets the game winning hit for you guys? Yeah, I mean, you know, you just you just got to be ready. Um, you know, Tyrone's been in there, um, and you just you just got to be ready. And, and um, he had a good day. He had hit a ball really hard to center field in the second at bat. Great swing, maybe a home run in some parks. Um, so he had, he had a good day swinging the bat. What about the job by the bullpen today? Yeah, I mean, I I thought that was the story of the game. Elvis got a huge out um, to to get out of the fourth inning, and and then we just had some. You know, we were just so efficient. You know, it was um, just. Just guys doing a great job, and um, you know, with the tack on runs, help late uh, to take, alleviate some pressure. But um, you know, it's five and a third scoreless from your bullpen. That's that's a big day. Yeah, Trevor had five pitch inning. Does that sound right? Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Um, yeah, sounds good. I think he did. Yeah, <laughs> two first pitch swings. Yeah. yeah. Sal on base four times on top of the lineup. That's not too bad. Yeah, um, for sure. It was you know that always makes your offense. You know that's pressure. That's going to add pressure every inning or as many a lot of innings. So Sal did a really nice job just putting himself on base. A lot by walk today, but um, um, very good day. Just just all around. And Victor getting a sack fly coming off coming off the bench and, and a big sack fly. So um, this Bryce has stolen base. I thought it was really good baseball. So I thought we just played good baseball. Good baseball wins games, and that's what happened today. Uh, against the Yankees. They've won the series. They'll go for the sweep tomorrow. But first, let's relive it with some highlights up next on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get up! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Game two, Yankees and Brewers from the Bronx after a two and a half hour rain delay. Put a roof on it. The offense got going in this one in the fourth inning. It was up against starter Michael King, and they got it with a little bit of fun. How about the Little League homer? 1-0 pitch, and he hits this the other way down the right field line. Going back is Stanton at the track. It's off the base of the wall. Canna on the run. He's going to be waved around third by Jason Lane. Here comes the throw. It's cut off. On his way to third is Adamas. Now that throw goes up the foul line in left field, and Adamas gets to his feet and scrambles home. It's 2-0 Milwaukee. A Little League homer for Willie Adamas the same day that he met his idol, 
Derek Jeter. However, the Yankees would respond with two runs, only one of them earned in the bottom of the fourth inning with some slippery conditions with the rain falling at Yankee Stadium. But Elvis Piguero would get out of the jam with the bases loaded. The bullpen was phenomenal. They did not allow a run for five and a third innings today. They have been great all series long. We pick things up now in the eighth inning for the Brewers. Tyrone Taylor leading things off against Jonathan Loisaga. 1-0 pitch. Line down the left field line. That's towards the corner, and it is gone. A home run. Tyrone Taylor pulled the hands inside on a 97-mile-an-hour sinker, and he puts it out. The Brewers have a 3-2 lead on Tyrone's sixth home run of the season. They weren't done in the inning, though. That was just all they needed. In fact, they would have three consecutive hits to reload the bases, and it's Mark Canna. A one to Canna. Popped up, shallow center. Dominguez racing in. He can't get it. It falls a base hit. There might be a play at the plate. Streaking in his free lick. He scores, and the Brewers add a huge insurance run. It's 4-2 Milwaukee. Oh, they would get more than insurance in the ninth. The route was on with William Contreras. 2-2 two two on Contreras, the pitch. Ground ball, up the middle, a base hit. Terang scores. Taylor will come around and score. It's a two-run single for William Contreras, and the Brewers add on in the ninth. And they would also add back-to-back -back bases loaded walks to make it 9-2, which was the final today. They go for the sweep tomorrow with Corbin Burns on the mound. He'll be facing Garrett Cole. We'll preview it next and wrap up the show on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Remember, they play the song after wins and losses, which is why we're playing it today. It's not a victory song. It's just a song. It's not a tradition. It's a dumb tradition, if you ask me. All right, Brewers going for the sweep tomorrow. Start spreading that news. Corbin Burns against Garrett Cole. We're on the air at noon. Uh, it is a 12.35 first pitch central time, so a little bit of an odd time here for us in Wisconsin. 12.35 first pitch uh, for the Brewers and Yankees finale. Uh, no warm-up, just the on-deck show starting at noon. I'll be with you after the game tomorrow, though, for Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, it's been a long day for me on the air. I'm going to go home now, holler at you guys tomorrow. My thanks to Craig Gashon and to our producer, Evan Wittallison. I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging.